Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. UFC Orlando coming at you later this week. I guess I don't know. We're running. I guess we'll probably run this this week. So week off this weekend. December 3rd is UFC Orlando. Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. I'm here with the usual suspects for our set of spreads. Dan at Dank Wagers. What is what up, what up? And Reese at Kingpin and May. What's up, guys? Have a beer. Look at that grin. Yeah, it's a good day. I mean, talking spreads, talking money. Cross I mean, your- Reese should be grinning. This is the first time we're seeing him off of him being in person at a beautiful fight card. And then tomorrow yeah. morning, I don't know if you you might hear those questions before you hear this at the spread, but full disclosure, tomorrow morning is when we have access to the PFL uh, championship event via Skype. And so you'll, you listeners will be able to hear our questions uh, before these championship fights on Friday. That is Friday. Um, so if you have questions and this actually, this would be long since dropped. So go listen to that wherever it is. If you have tw- questions, go back in time to our tweet that we're tweeting out right now, asking for questions and reply to that. Yeah, do that. Do that. This is a night card once again, live in-person event, like we said, oh, in wow. Atlanta, Florida, 6 p.m. Central Time prelims, 9 p.m. Central Time main card. So that is, what, 7 p.m. local, 10 p.m. local in the Eastern time zone. Our boy, JSP, on the UFC Orlando prelim card, you guys want to take a shot at what his spread He's is? He's a favorable matchup too, right? Versus Darren, Elkins. Yeah. Versus Darren Elkins. Yeah. Maybe JSP minus... 220, 230. Maybe that's low. It is low. I like higher than that. JSP minus 310. But five big ones. Five. Okay. The one big thing, though, that Jonathan Pierce needs to make sure doesn't happen is he has a similar fight to the Christian Rodriguez where he gets really, really tired because Darren Elkins, now I know he's 40 or 38, but man, can that dude just absorb damage till the end of time? So, um, gonna be a gas tank thing, but yeah, he should coast. He should coast. We will break what it down in Kobe? further depth with our main episode coming next week. Um, let's get to the main card here. Reese has got Added. a 22 17 lead in 2022 on ice for what it's worth, and he's coming off the most recent win. I mean, at this point, Reese has won the year. But we're gonna keep the records going through the end of the year to see what the final. Tally what was is. the? Uh, do we have any kind of side bet? Is it? Do I owe Malort now? Is it like retroactive? What? what the yeah, I believe on? the side bet was five shots Malort. I think. Um, Seems unrealistic. Nope, it might have been. And the 10, unrealistic I, thing is, is you getting to agree to that? Honestly, though, <laughs> too much. I'd rather put ten grand down than five shots Malort. Um, which brings us to our sponsor. <laughs> All right, Kobe, let's get into it. We are looking for a set and spread sponsor for what it's worth. I think that they've got the money for our uh, 
man, man episode. episode. Yes. Yeah. Set the spread. We're actively recruiting sponsorships. So if anybody works at, you know, Tesla, t- Twitter. Yeah, don't blow us all up at once. Walmart's got that ad money. There you go. Danny. All right, here we go. Middleweight bout is the first fight on the main card. Reese is going to lead us off. Derek Brunson and Jack Hermanson. Yeah, so Dan, I don't think this started recording yet, but Dan had a little reaction to uh, Hermanson fighting. A little, ooh, Hermanson. Which I also love watching Hermanson fight, but stylistically, this is an interesting matchup. Um, for one of two reasons. One, Hermanson obviously leans on his weird style with wrestling, and Brunson, for the most part, um, still likes to wrestle. Now, one thing that's interesting, and Dan, you might be able to answer this, but I thought I thought Brunson retired after the loss to Cannoneers. Was that fake news? I don't um, remember that. I don't remember that. I remember him being in and out, but clearly not retired. So yeah, okay. Weird. So I, I I thought he was a gone man, but here he is. Um, I mean, he was on an unprecedented unprecedented run until the Jared Cannonier fight, but he always found himself as an underdog. Edmund Chabazi and Kevin Holland, Darren Till. Dan and I wrote it all the way, but I think it's gonna be a similar story. I think he's gonna find himself as an underdog, but because it's Hermanson. And it's not as name recognition as like a Darren Till. I think it's probably going to be slightly less. Um, so Hermanson, for reference, was minus 145 against Edmund Shabazi. And Brunson was a big dog. Both of them got the W. I think I'm going to go Hermanson minus 160. Brunson minus plus 140. I feel like Dan and I love that number, 160. That's a great line. Um, I do think that there's a one in front of it. I, I don't know. I, I struggle to go over 160. I think it's a really nice number. Uh, even though I'm kind of playing a dangerous game, like Reese said, in this blonde Brunson run, he was continuously an underdog. And um, maybe I'm putting more respect on that first round versus Cannoneer. And obviously either guy could have gotten the finish that night. But I think we're seeing a completely flipped number uh, if the ref does stop that in the first. And so I think it's closer to even. Um, I'm going to go minus 150. I'll go, I'll go 45. We're not playing for anything at this point. Um, 45 is the number I actually came in with. Yeah, I think I went a little high actually, Dan, but we'll see. 140 is the number. Yeah. Oh, wow. If it makes you feel any better, my, if I even had the option to reconnect, re like guess, I would go to 150 and you still would have gone probably under. So your point, no matter what, that's off. Um, 175 open two weeks ago, or I guess one now ago. that's interesting. Um, I would have guessed it opened closer to even and went towards Hermanson. That's so, so money's coming in on Brunson early. That's interesting. I don't even know if it's a reflection towards money coming in on Brunson. I think people were right there with us that that was just a, a weird line and there was a little bit of value on the Brunson side. I don't think we see this steam Brunson's way or even steam it get. I don't, I don't think we see it get all the way to even. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it sits right around here. All right, Dan's going to take a crack at heavyweight bout between Ty Tuivasa and Sergey Pavlovich. Talk about two guys that have, I mean, all the steam in the world. Um, both are coming off of pretty significant wins. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot about the Cyril Gon fight. 
But I don't think that that's taken too much steam off of Ty Tuivasa's name. Before that, he was coming in um, and being billed as one of the most dangerous strikers in the division. Um, I think they were throwing around the word history there, which was a little bit of a weird thing, given that his run lasted about two years. But um, regardless, this is a guy in Ty Tuivasa that's a fan favorite that gets a lot of respect from the odds makers. Uh, I don't think that he's going to ultimately get the nod in terms of being the favorite versus a guy like Pavlovic who is just a different kind of human if if that's really it um let me pull up their actual tale of the tape but Pavlovic is gonna have um a full nine inches of reach he's gonna have a height advantage um he's built like an actual athlete versus ty who's built like kind of your classic mark hunt heavyweight striker from down under um and that's exactly who he is i just don't see him getting the odds maker nod here i, I think pavlovic is there's going to be one in front of it um i kind of like my last line minus 145 i think that there's still a ton of respect on ty tubas's name and i think that pavlovic would be a significant underdog if he fights if he fought zero gone as well so I actually have this the opposite way. I think Pavlovich is going to be the favorite, and rightfully so. Um, and and it's it's kind of that's what I said, right? Pavlovich is the favorite. I thought you said tie minus one forty five. Did you say Pavlovich? Danny's Danny's on Pavlovich one forty five. Oh my bad, I messed that up. I thought okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. Um, but I think it's going to be even higher. Derek Lewis came in at minus one ninety favorite over Tuivasa mid run. And Pavlovich, I believe, was a favorite over Derek Lewis um, subsequently, or darn close. And we, we were all over Pavlovich. But that was, that was following the, the Pavlovich favorite over Derek Lewis was following the Ty Tuivasa knockout. And so that narrative was playing into that line. That is true. Um, however, I think Pavlovich is just bigger, longer, stronger. He's just... It, it, it's it's a it's a tough matchup for Tuivasa. I don't think Pavlovich is going to be in the twos. I think that would be ridiculous. Um, but you know, I think I think Pavlovich sitting at like one seventy isn't crazy. So I'm going to go Pavlovich minus one seventy. One eighty Pavlovich. Wow. Ooh, almost ding, ding, almost ding, ding. I was close. Sharp Reese. Kobe, real quick. I, you might not have it in front of you, but is there an over one and a half line for this yet? Dan loves these. Dan Ty's loves chin, these. Ty's chin is, is ridiculous, and I don't see Pavlovic going out either. Um, I will have it real shortly. Reese, I might just start an account tracking heavyweight over one and a half. Right. In the big matchups, you know what I mean? Like, not right. the... Not the five round, five round heavyweights over yeah. one and a half. Only one site has an over posted right now, but it's plus one sixty seven. So that's a, it's not that's a, a comfortable number. It's whatever the ref site is. Ref. I think that's just like an aggregated number from the site. So, anyways, that's about where it'll come down. Whoa, my way now. Sent me on an adventure to Twitch. What the shit is going on here? These ads are getting out of hand, Sonic. Flyweight <laughs> bout. Matthias, Nicolau, and Matt Schnell. Reese, go for it. So Matt Schnell is perennially, not perennially, but Matt Schnell finds himself a dog quite a bit. And 
he always he always gives a tougher fight than he always gives a tougher fight than than people give him credit for. Nicolau, though, man, that is I don't know if that's the guy you're excited to to fight um, on a run. He's been in the UFC for a while, like a while, a while. And he's done good work. I mean, he's been in here since like 2015. Um, and he's he's lost once to Dustin Ortiz, which is no, there's no shame on that at all. Um, but beating Manel Cape, no one really had that. Beating Dvorak, no one really, I mean, I, I we were on we were up fading Dvorak there, but most people, Schnell's gonna be in over his head, and, and that's just a simple fact. Um Snell's going to have a little bit of gas on him, though, because that Subedergy comeback, I mean, that was up there for, for comeback of the year. Incredible. But at the end of the day, this is a guy who's getting split decisions to Tyson Dam, losing to Bontarine, losing to Rival. I mean, it's there's a clear gap for him on where he's successful and where he's not successful. successful. This is Matt Schnell. There's a clear gap. And so for that, I think that this is the upper echelon. Nicolau is going to be minus 230. And, and, and that might even – I don't know if that's low because it's flyweight and it's always competitive. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like Nicolau a lot here in this spot. Um, before I get into my point, Kobe and Reese, it is the end of November. Let's start getting together our, our personal lists of our fight of the year, fighters of the year, and, and whatnot. We've got a month to do so. You're uh, – your Matt Snell, Sumu Dares, you call out about the comeback, whether it's fight of the year or comeback or whatever you want to call it. That, that got me reminded. Let's start to get our heads turning there. Um, He's the moderator. He gets paid the big bucks. But Reese, we, we got to come up with our list. Otherwise, it's not a fun show. I have this one pretty similarly to you, though. Like you said, Matt Snell has always been a guy who can outperform the number. Um but the numbers there for a reason, and he his main attribute in, in this kind of matchup is his toughness, and Matus has gotten that respect. He's been almost a 200 favorite over Tim Elliott. Um, I expect it to be more than that here, so I guess I'll go over your 230, and I'll do a 250. Um, open minus 225 a week ago, all the way up to minus 320, Nicolau. Oh, Yeah, I mean, wait, you said it opened at 225? Yep. So basically Vegas and I think alike. That's all right. I'm fine with that. Um, Vegas and Danny were both on Pavlovich, minus 145 at open. And Reese, you were close to open at Hermanson, minus 175. Yeah, just let me take this, Kobe. Come on now. Let me add this. Why you got to be like that? Let me add this. Welterweight bout, Brian Barberina and Rafael Dos Anjos. That is the co-main for, again, UFC Orlando. Dan, take it away. I just pulled up Brian Barbera and his tapology. When was the last time he fought someone under the age of 45? This guy's got back-to-back wins over Lawler and Matt Brown. Now he's fighting RDA. RDA is not 45. I mean, he's 38, but he, yeah, you're right. He, you're right. He's different than – he's different. He's in a different that's category that's than all, the Robbie Lawlers. You're right. Um, and Matt Brown. I mean, Matt Brown's dust. But, yeah, so have okay. these guys just in different conversations. They're in different echelons of the welterweight division. Um, 
obviously RDA, former champion, longtime contender, still kind of goes out and makes people look like a little silly. I mean, the, the Moicano fight is, is one I referenced, and that wasn't so long ago. Um, he's going to be a significant favorite here. I might think he's older than he is based on your reaction, but that's kind of my only hesitation. I think that RDA is head far heading away here better than Brian Barbarian in almost every category. So I'm going to go RDA minus 300. Is that crazy high? No, I was thinking like 500, to be honest. Like okay. 400, 400. I mean, like, dude, RDA was... I, I just a, hesitate so hard with older guys to make them like a minus a million. Dude, he performed... I mean, think about what he did against Moicano this year in 2022. He went five rounds with Fazeev. He it's RDA's. But that was he got beat up for five rounds. Yeah, RDA is different. RDA is different. Um, the other thing too that I I don't want to be an oversight in the slightest. Um, Brian Barberino lost to Jason Witt. You know, like that happened. I mean, that's like a thing. I mean, that's the caliber we're talking about here. Like, props to Barberino. Like he's a fun guy. Throws haymakers. Loves to fight. He's what the sport likes as far as just entertainment goes. But if you think for a single second that he has any title ambitions or anyone around him thinks he has any shot, it's a it's a joke. And you're talking about a guy who's a former champion in RDA. This guy lost to Jason Witt in July of 2021. I mean, that's just not that far removed. Um, like you said, he's beaten up on the Matt Browns and the Robbie Lawlers. But when you when you run into a guy like RDA, it's just different. Um, and I, I want to say 500. I know the game doesn't is kind of over, so I'm not going to game Danny. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go 385. And my prediction, Kobe, is at close. This closes over 400. By the time this closes, fight day, this is over 400. So I I don't want this to be misconstrued because I'm not framing this sentence as a bet one way or another, and I've got a lot to look at, but. I'm staring at the topology record of RDA right now. And since the Kevin Lee fight in 2019, his only two wins are both short notice opponents, opponents that came in having not trained for him, kind of coming in off the couch. Yeah. But think about, I mean, but think about the level of competition difference between Barbarina and it's not even, it's not even like, but in the middle of that, we've got Cowboy Cerrone submitting him twice in one night in submission, underground grappling. That leave him alone. This he is, made it on. look so easy to the come he made it look now. so easy to the point where they were like, let's run it back. And they capped him out again. Okay. Like five minutes later. It was it was one of those or, it was one of the more shocking things I'd ever seen in submission. It, it, the uh, I mean you're it's not Barbarina will not sub RDA. That's the most absurd even inkling of an oh, I'm not I'm not trying so, to say so that Barbarina so, will. I'm not talking about this matchup. I'm just looking at RDA's I'm looking at RDA's record for the first time in a while. And I'm realizing that Paul Felder coming off the couch for a bullshit split decision, obviously, but essentially coming off of only training for uh, triathlons. And then Hanato Moicano having fought two weeks prior, having ate his ass off in pizza, whatever, fighting out of his weight class, he catch weight, short notice. Shit, 
He also got those, shipped. Are, the, those are the only two he's won in the last right. three and years. You're right. That's, and he lost, he lost to Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman via unanimous decision and Leon Edwards via unanimous decision while Barbarina is out here losing to Jason Witt. I mean, like, come on, like, let's, let's like, actually let's like, are we really even having this discussion as if there's an inkling of a chance that this is less than like, that was part of the, uh, the disclaimer that I gave before is I'm not talking about this matchup. I'm not talking about a bet. I just hadn't realized that point about RDA's record. RDA is that dude. He just did. He's a former champ. He's that dude. We've gotten away from ourselves a little bit here. It's already in the 400s, minus 435 RDA. Um, it's going to go to the 500s. It did open 330, and that was, again, a week ago. That is too damn low. Um, this one I'm actually right, really curious about. Say it again? I'm actually really curious about this one, so I'm, I'm excited. Knotted up at two, main event time for UFC Orlando, Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland. Reese is going to kick this one off. The uh, world's shortest retirement, I believe. Uh, I'm not Between sure. him and Brunson. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Tyson Fury's up there. They're all. It's this sport's weird with that. Um, Kevin Holland fought in June and retired. Th- this one's really interesting because I actually don't know. Um, and I think Dan alluded to it when he said that, that he's intrigued by this one because you got a guy in Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who most people think he was champion. They gave him the tyrant fights, um, one of them. Um, and he's one of the most prolific strikers the sport's ever seen. Um, I, I, he brings a unique style with the karate, but we're talking about a guy who's striking with striking and beating Jeff Neal, striking and beating Vicente Luque, striking and beating Jorge Masvidal. I mean, he's not like – But it's, it's even further than that. It's his footwork and the sophisticated level of striking that he yeah. has, the range management, makes him an anti-wrestler. And so in this division full of wrestlers, he's kind of been an anomaly with that striking that you're mentioning because it should be so simple. It should be as simple as, as when Jan fought Izzy, take him down and hold him down. But in, until recently – no one's been able to do that. And no one's been able to make that look like a and, like an action. And that's game. what's weird about this one is you have a guy who's looking to strike with you. And you also have a guy who is not nearly as technical as you, but significantly bigger. Guy who spent a lot of time at 85. The guy who's 6'3 with an 81-inch wingspan. And so the question is, with that – Also range, a guy – also, I'm going to add to your list, a guy who has been in the public image and kind of – without ever being an elite fighter has a little bit of this Kevin Holland, Batman hype, like with betters. Yeah. And yeah. And that's kind of what's playing into this is I think Steven Thompson's going to be a favorite still, but slight. And I think the the reason why it's slight is because people are thinking middleweight first, um, welterweight, you know, there's that welterweight, kind of prime in the 32 versus 40 year old former challenger. Um, a guy who's on a two fight losing streak. You know, it's just, it's, it's people are going to stylistically convince themselves this is a good fight for Kevin Holland. And it might be, but uh, you know, I, I think I favor wonder boy just slightly. It might be my old school brain telling me wonder boys, that dude, 
which he is. But uh, I'm going to go Wonderboy Thompson minus 130, Dan. I admittedly, I'm exactly in your train of thought. Um, I think it's both of us clinging on to this older generation of a guy who beat Robert Whitaker, <laughs> beat Rory McDonald, uh, drew with Tyron Woodley, as you alluded to. Did he knock to. out Whitaker? Uh, I think that might be a lot. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, he's an absolute legend. Um, yeah, he did. First round knockout, Robert Whittaker. The thing for me is I tend to think, I tend to think we are kind of clinging on to something. I look at these wins on the record. Uh, Masvidal in 2017. It's a good win, okay. though. I, I mean, it, it's, it's aged better than it was. Um, and it's not that Kevin Holland has these impressive wins at all in his record. I mean, really zero. I do think he's part of this new generation. And so I'm going to favor the, the, I'm not going to favor, but I'm going to, I'm in such a, I'm in such a, a knot here. 110. Give me, give me that even. I don't, I just, I'm in a knot. If anyone's um, ever read Maniac McGee, I'm tied up in that knot that he untangles. Minus 110 both ways is exactly where it opened. That mm-hmm. was almost a month ago, the 28th of October. There's got to be some movement. There's movement. The question is, is it in my direction? That's both, No, it's movement in both ways, and it's back at 110. Um, it is movement towards Kevin Holland, 130 Holland. Wow. Picked the wrong guy. I'm an old school head. Picked the wrong guy. This feels like a losing bet, but I'm going to be on Wonderboy. I know it. Even I saying know. it out loud, I can feel it in my gut. It just feels like a losing bet, but... I'm gonna be on Wonder Boy. I don't foresee a situation where he, where Kevin Holland can do a Bilal Muhammad Gilbert Burns pre- performance. I just don't. I think that makes Danny our victor. Danny is the victor. Eighteen twenty-two in twenty twenty-two. Two right. events left on the table, and the last one's worth ten. We're a gambling podcast. We are. Except um, usually, all right. when you gamble, usually when you gamble, you have something to gain. All right. All right. I got you, Reese. Let's set this up. So not this next one, but the last one of the year. Since you've already won the initial, I don't want to take anything from you. Right now, I owe you five shots of Malort. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm willing to put up another five. Oh, God. On the last episode alone. Me versus you. We're either taking five together or I'm going 10. So here's what I'll say. And it's not going to be 10 at once. I like, I don't, that's what I was going to say. The only way I don't want to ruin the episode by me being a fucking drunk, but it'll, I'll, I'll owe 10. (laughs) I think we do a two hour special where we do all 10. That could Uh, be our our award show. Yeah. A two hour special award show. I would do that. You have yourself. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do a award shot at the beginning of every single award. I would do that actually. I'm in. 
<laughs> we will hammer out the details. Um, two events left after this one this year, 2022. Um, we mentioned a couple things at the top that probably have already happened by the time this posts. But in the meantime, Dan closes up with Poha and we'll be back prior to this Saturday for your full card preview. Poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.